life was like a box of chocolates. There is no place like... You talking to me? All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. Nobody puts baby in a I could have been a contender. He's looking at you, kid. Here's Johnny. A very particular set of skills. Your milkshake. Go ahead. Make my day. I'll be back. I am the father. I'm Spartacus. Say hello to my little friend. Why so serious? You shall not All right, welcome to another episode of the Real Features Podcast. We have a massive episode for today. Uh, we will cover a range of uh, updates, including uh, season two. We give a bit of a sneak peek of what season two might look like for uh, uh, Squid Games, the hit Netflix series that's taken the world by storm. It's a spoiler-free uh, update, but a bit of a hint of what we might expect. Uh, we've also got some updates on the HBO's latest Game of Thrones prequel series, um, which is exciting, House of Dragons, which is coming up as well. Along with that, we also cover the latest uh, streaming news of what's coming, what you can expect to see this month. And uh, we're also joined by a very special guest, Dom Billings, who will also help us uh, look at our nostalgia movie for the week, uh, for the month. And uh, Dom is known uh, or works in the movie industry as well, so we might see how he's going um, and any insights of, of how he's going as well. But first, I'll introduce... My co-host Sam Lavery. How you going? Paul Cookson, how are you? Very well. That yeah. is good. Yeah, this is very exciting for a number of reasons. I'm excited. We've known Dom for a while, but he's he's recently become an author. Oh. And I know also the movie we're discussing, Batman Returns. Yes. Is one of his faves. Nice. He's so a, give... he's got a doctorate in Batman Returns. It's <laughs> gonna be yeah, I'm very excited to discuss that with him. Yeah. Um but yeah, dude, you you alluded to Squid Games. Holy shit! Have you seen a, I guess a show take the world by storm? Unbelievable, isn't like it? Like this, it's... not for a lot. You know the what I reckon this could be. It could be the Tiger King of twenty twenty one. Almost bigger. I mean, it's on yeah. track to actually have the highest ratings of of Netflix series of all time. Uh, to the point that a streaming company, I think, in um, uh, overseas has actually sued. Sorry, in in Korea has actually sued them for their bandwidth because they've said That's it's just right. overwhelming it crashing the <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's so you you've seen i know you think you've seen half of it as so yeah, far yeah i think and... i'm around episode five so it's good that the uh little season two thing spoiler free because that was going to be an issue for Absolutely. me yeah i'm the same i'm on the uh, i think i've got a couple of episodes left but uh we've also got a uh, should i watch this even though i think half of the world has already seen it by now but <laughs> but the few remaining will give you uh, an update on that uh probably in the next week or two as well so uh very exciting nice it is and there's a bunch as always there's a heap of movie and tv news headlines kicking around Absolutely. and um it was just what we were talking about squid games but it is expected to be renewed for a second season. Not much of a surprise there, let's be honest. No. Yeah. Um, it hasn't been yet, though. Apparently. No. Nothing yeah, you'd on, think that would have announced by now, but yeah, I'm sure, it's yeah. just a matter of time. Oh my God. Who it'd be insane if they're like, nope, we'll stay. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Um, the rumors of the new storyline are making the rounds. People are kind of thinking what it could be. And the next season could feature entire new cast. Um, this time maybe focusing on the people behind the masks and the connection to the police or something around that maybe. Yeah. But I mean, who knows? Yeah. It's um, the biggest thing, especially with like a hit like Squid Game, is that 
the, the shoes are so big to fill those boots. Yeah. So for a second season, I mean, you know, people are going to watch it. Like that's not the issue, but it's keeping that quality and that uniqueness um, going. Yeah. You nailed it. And, and the first se- season, actually, it took over 10 years for it to be greenlit. It kept getting rejected by a lot of studios and then finally got made. So uh, 10 years of build up. We'll see how the next season, because I want to double down it pretty quickly. But I imagine they'll probably throw some other writers at it. But uh, yeah, it will be interesting if they're going to go on that slant for the second season and kind of go more about the. And we kind of get a little bit of that in the first season, but to kind of delve into that further. And I'm sure there's going to be another whole round of people in there as well uh, again but um, yeah very very exciting to see what games that they have to play in there as well which is always half the interesting part I'm excited just to finish this first season to be honest exactly yeah (laughs) (laughs) very good point Uh, that's awesome Uh, yeah and speaking of which I mean another you know highly anticipated show is of course the Game of Thrones uh, which of course concluded a few little while ago but of course uh, the there's been a lot of rumors about all the sequels and prequels that have come out there was a failed one that uh, they had a pilot with uh, um, that they did try previously but they've now moved on quickly to House of Dragons um, the the original obviously writer uh, George R. R. Martin has come back he's involved very much in this which is a good sign uh, I think he's got some other writers to keep him moving given how slow he is to write books and things like that but he's co-creating and exec producing it um, also returning as Miguel I'm going to probably butcher this name but uh, uh, Sapochnik I think it is mm-hmm. um, he's also returning from the original season and he's probably most well known for I think he won an Emmy for uh, directing the episode of Battle of the Bastards which was a great episode and the long yes. night which was that big battle scene in the last season that was probably the best episode although a little yep. bit dark but uh, yeah so he's show running and ex- exec producing as well uh, a trailer was released recently not too much given away uh, on that one but Matt Smith he may have known from a few other series and movies but he uh, plays uh, a Targaryen in it and he voices overs and essentially says a few words that kind of teases us a little bit says gods kings fire and blood and then finishes it by saying Dreams didn't make us kings, dragon did, dragons did. So um, very cryptic, but uh, the storyline, again, has been kept hush-hush, but from what we've heard, it's set 300 years before the events of Game of, Thro- Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. Um, it focuses on the uh, turbulent period of the House Targaryen and uh, the siblings there and all the infighting and apparently some dragons versus dragons. So should be interesting. Um, Definitely. Martin said as well, even though it's not based on the original series, he did kind of give a hint that apparently it was uh, linked to, to, I think it was two anthologies that he had worked on previously. Um, I think it was called uh, Dangerous Women and Rogues. Uh, And then he also said to move on to uh, the Archmeister... Oh, Gladane's history. I'm not helping with that. I got no idea. (laughs) Anyway, in short, it's going to be released next year on HBO Max with 10 episodes. So, very exciting for Game of Thrones fans. So, see how that is very exciting. Have you seen George R.R. Martin? He is a large man and he probably, yeah, he's an interesting character. (laughs) He looks like Michael Moore is his personal trainer. Like, They, they should pump out as much shit as they can with him. He doesn't look like the healthiest guy. He obviously eats a heap and he writes a lot. Yeah. Very stationary lifestyle, but an amazing writer. And I'm excited for that one. But yeah, 
I saw him like some photos of him like holy hell yeah just looks like a massive nerd doesn't he and yeah, yeah. not the healthiest when you see him there like standing next to some of the uh you know the glamorous women and stuff like that that are in yeah. the original series he looks a bit <laughs> out of his element but um uh credit to him he's uh yeah amazing amazing oh. mind and, and hopefully yep. this uh you know continues on that so definitely yeah, very exciting. speaking of amazing minds and amazing writers and and things like that i mean production begins on the expendables 4 which you know that's a hemingway of uh, <laughs> of movies should be a very Jesus. deep storyline oh, yeah. on that one just very. as complicated as uh... I wonder where it'll go <laughs> but the returning cast includes sly he's yep. always on it statham jason statham dolph no. lundrum randy couture but new cast members include megan fox 50 cent yes which is interesting very interesting. And Tony Jar. Yeah. Don't know who that is. To be honest, do you know who that yeah. is? Uh no, certainly not as well known as some of the other people have had previously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and no word on Arnold returning to this, which is yeah. you know, you said he'd only return if Sly was back. Well, Sly's back and they're starting to film. So get in there, Sly, surely. Oh, we get yeah. in there. So, um, yeah, Arnie. Get Arnold up. in there, man. For sure. It's, you'd think that. I don't know. From previous ones, they've had a lot of action stars. They've built out massive casts. This one seems a, seems a little bit thin. And then mm-hmm. the pre- new people they've brought in aren't typical action people as no. well. I mean, Fifty Cent and um, very odd Megan Fox. But anyway, who knows? I'm sure it'll be uh, again a very complicated and emotional roller coaster. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the depth of acting going on <laughs> will be incredible. Uh, Absolutely, one to look out for. Yes. And speaking of which, uh, another series that I know is very popular, but The Walking Dead, where the current season is uh, the final season at the moment, which is airing at the moment. Uh, for those of, that have persisted with Walking Dead, it's certainly come off the cliff, uh, I'd say, these last few episodes, last few seasons. Um, but look, it's still going. Um, for those that are still keen, I mean, they've already got two spin-off series at the moment. More are coming. Um, the next ones that they're looking at is a Carol and Daryl uh, spin-off series. I mean, they're some of the OGs from the original season and uh, very popular, so they're going to go off and do their own thing. And the latest news as well was Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who you might know as Negan, uh, who was a villain turned uh, kind of a good guy. He's kind of joining him. He's kind of still got a little bit of evilness in him, but apparently he's potentially been spoken about about having another series. And um uh, there was rumors whether or not it would be a prequel, kind of like what created him and stuff like that. But I, I think he's saying he's more keen to kind of not look back and kind of evolve the character and move forward. So, mm. yeah, should be interesting, but they're certainly flogging that one. Oh, my uh, God. How yeah. long has The Walking Dead been on for? I think we're up to about 13 seasons. So oh it's uh, certainly been a long one. Yeah. yeah it's and it was forever. almost one of the things that kind of kicked back a lot of the zombie, zombie, mm. you know, craze. Oh, it's uh, 100%. Yeah, so. Yeah, should be mm. interesting. Very good. Yeah. Um, and I guess a couple of quick ones to round out the, the latest news, and that is a, a couple of season renewals that uh, have popped up already, and that's Apple Plus's uh, new series, Foundation. Uh, it's already got a season two. I think it's a bit of a sci-fi one. I haven't watched it yet, but it's on my mm-hmm. list. Uh, Netflix's The Witcher, which a lot of you would know as well, which was one of the highest rating shows that they had based on the video game. That's got a season three as well before season two's even come out. So it's coming Jeez. out soon, but it's already been renewed. Um, FXX's uh, also airs a Netflix in Australia. Archer 
the uh, comic book uh, series. That's been renewed again. Um, although uh, one of the, I forget her name, the uh, one of the ladies in it, uh, who was also on Arrested Development, uh, name escapes me, I'm sorry, but she actually passed away, which is a real, real yeah. shame. Um, Arrested Development, you wouldn't know her as the uh, the mum. Oh. So, yeah. Yeah. She actually passed away uh, recently. Shit. So, uh, yeah, a bit of a shame. Was it, she was I want to say Lucille Ball. Could be. Is that the, um, oh God. Yeah. Couldn't be. Was that a character? Yeah. Um, good question. People mm. are probably screaming into the uh, into the podcast at the moment. I'm looking uh, it up as yeah. we speak to get answers. <laughs> um, and finally, Jessica Walter, oh, Luc- Lucille Bluth yeah. was her name. Not Bluth. That's the one. Yep. Good call. Um, and then finally, Disney Plus's uh, Only Murders in This Building uh, has also been renewed for a second season, which had, um, uh, I think it was Martin Short and uh, uh, Steve Martin as well. Uh, so, yes. yeah, yep. haven't seen it yet, but uh, yeah, so that's the movie news. But yes, moving on to uh, what is coming out to streaming this month. I know it's always uh, good to look ahead and understand what is coming on uh, for those still in lockdown. It's pretty much our life still. So uh, so I guess some notable ones that we've picked out that uh, you could uh, highlight for this month is uh, they're making a TV series on I Know, uh, I know What You Did Last Summer. So this one's Ugh. coming to... <laughs> it's Classic. back again. <laughs> yes. Um, new cast. It's on Amazon Prime. Um, so it's obviously a remake uh, of the teenagers that accidentally kill a man and then they get haunted by them. So should be an interesting one. So a lot of these horror films are getting uh, remade into series and movies at the moment, as expected. Yeah, but, for yeah. the new generation, I guess. That's it. Um, and then Invasion on Apple TV as a series starring Sam Neill. Oh, he's great. Back. Always good. So, uh, and this follows different people all over the world as aliens invade Earth. Yeah. Should be fun. Yeah, you want to see Sam Neill in that one, that's for sure. Absolutely. Um, Succession also, season three is coming out. You can see that on Foxtel and Binge. If you haven't seen that, I certainly recommend it. Um, what Almost like a uh, political Game of Thrones where in family is just like battling uh, to kind of, you know, get get control of this multi-million dollar company. Really good. Definitely recommend it. Cool. Then we've got The Army of Thieves on Netflix. So that's a prequel, I believe, to uh, Safecracker. Yeah, it's the Safecracker um, that was in uh, Zack Snyder's zombie movie, Army mm-hmm. of the Dead, on Netflix earlier in early, uh, I think it was earlier this year, which was, uh, again, very popular, starred Dave Bautista. But the character uh, Ludwig uh, Dieter, I think his name is, mm-hmm. um, he's getting his own spin-off. I don't know if he really warranted his own spin-off film, but... He's got one. Uh, yeah. So we'll see how it was. It was an interesting character, but he wasn't in it that much. And yeah, I don't know. We'll see how we go. But yeah. yeah. Following on from that, uh, the, the also uh, Amazon Prime has got The Green Knight, a film starring uh, Dev Patel, uh, Joel Edgerton, Alicia uh, Vikander, um, and Sean Harris. Uh, this is, of course, the retelling of the Saw. Uh, Sir uh, Gawain and the Green Knight. I probably butchered that, but um, mm-hmm. yes, uh, I have actually seen this one. I had an advanced screening of it, and uh, look, I thought it was all right. Uh, had it was pretty dark and things like that. Um, it was all right, um, worth a watch, but not okay. mind blowing. Yeah, hmm, interesting. Yeah, I tell you what is mind blowing. This next one, Cookson. Oh, MTV Cribs. It's back. It's yes. coming back. Season eighteen. And no host announced. So X to the Z exhibit. 
It's yeah. not announced. Who knows? I mean, I would have thought he'd be available. Uh, yeah. I don't well, know. Maybe he's not. Doing much else. It's very busy back in 2007. <laughs> but so, and so were these confirmed? Some of the celebrities, Martha Stewart is yep. confirmed. Big Sean, Rick Ross, Snooky, all the yeah. A graders. All the A grades definitely gone top. <laughs> don't know who half of them are, but yes, no, <laughs> just reading names. That don't is know how good, good their you know their cribs will be if, uh, but anyway, if, uh, <laughs> who knows? There must be slippery somewhere, but yeah. yeah well, that's it. It is like it was a cool show back in the day. It'll be interesting to see if it does, you know, catch yeah. back on. I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Worth a watch. I agree. Yeah. It was always a bit of fun. Yeah. Um, yeah and to round out um the latest things is we've spoken about walking dead well the spin-off series fear the walking dead that one's also up to season seven and that one is airing uh this uh i think it's on foxtel and it could even be binge i think i think there's a couple of them that it was going to be airing on so uh for those that have continued with that as well that's coming out so yeah that's most of the things we highlighted uh for this month but yeah that probably brings us up to uh we might actually introduce our guest uh shortly so it's like a short break and and introduce the great man dom billings all right paul cooks and this is a very exciting moment of the podcast it's the listener question but what else is very exciting is that we've got someone joining us in the form of a man called dominic billings i mean where do we start oh. with this guy we've been friends with him a long time i mean he's he's a filmmaker 200 grams great film you're in sam of course which, uh, yes I'm not going to tell the story where you gave me no screen time. I'm not going to tell that story <laughs> again. Still a sore point. It um, is. It's been quite a while um, uh, since I've um, spoken to you, Kuko. And in that time, you two have become um, brothers-in-law. And I just want to know, before we proceed any further, is, is it okay that do I have to propose to, um, to your mutual brother-in-law? To, and by that, I don't mean Sam. I mean your respective wife's brother. Do, do I have that, to propose to him to proceed? Works. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly how it works. Elliot. Elliot. So I need to propose to Elliot? Is that how, how this I works? I think so. I mean, Correct. he is already married. Yeah. Okay. I mean, what does that even mean these days, Dom? You know, I that's reckon you could. a hurdle. Yeah. Yeah. We've actually got, got him hair, waiting which is and nice. he'll about to join Zoom now. So you can okay. propose to him on air. No, Good. <laughs> it's a family-only podcast. That's how this works. <laughs> and I have like five episodes. That's it. <laughs> Very short-lived, but no, it's um, it's awesome you could join us, mate. So thank you very much. We respect your opinion. As I said, you've you know worked, written, you've acted, um, you released a novel recently, which is mm-hmm. such a huge wow achievement, man. You're um, kind enough to buy Sam. Thank you. I did, yes, and and I saw on your website it's sold out. Uh, yeah, that's more of a technicality. More than yeah. um, I only had a certain amount of copies myself. The rest are distributed just in bookshops and stuff like that. Yeah. Very cool. Do you want to give it a quick plug or yeah, what's the name of it? Yeah. Uh, it's probably not even worthwhile. I, I can't see it being up anybody's alley. I, I have to be honest with you. <laughs> oh, it's called Mandarin. Yes. Yep. And just true. Dombillings.com. That's your website, right? Yeah. Uh, correct. It is. Yeah. Thank yep. you, Sam. Great. There we go. Let's get down to business. So we've got the listener question and this is in your, definitely in your wheelhouse, Dom. With Daniel Craig retiring as James Bond in the upcoming No Time to Die, who do you think, this is a big question, who do you think was the best Bond and where does Craig stand in that list? Okay, do you want to go first? Oh, uh, I like that. Oh, I like straight away. <laughs> <laughs> he was a director to me. <laughs> right, Paul um, Cookson, 
Yeah, it's I'd say it's very funny because like if you say who is the best and then who is your favorite, obviously it's a very different one. I think if you're going the best, uh, you have to still go the OG um, on this one. I think um, Sean Connery. I mean, the guy had the suave, he had the toughness, all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, I love that. I mean, I love. I'm a traditionalist. I love uh, you know all that sort of stuff. And look, personally, my favorite though, like growing up, I, I was a, a really huge fan. Um, uh, of Roger Moore. Um, I just think his humour was amazing. He had some great episodes as well, or great movies, but uh, I realised he, he kind of went more on the comedy side of things. Where does Craig rank? Um, I've probably got him, and this is probably controversial, but probably fourth best, uh, which is probably a bit, I know other people won't agree with that, but um, yeah, that's where I've, I've got him. But uh, yeah. Was, I just want to add to Paul's opinion of Daniel Craig because you weren't happy when he first was made James Bond. And you probably know what I'm going to say here. One of the big reasons was didn't have hair on his chest. <laughs> All the Bonds have rugs, you know. I love, Daniel Craig, yeah, very well manicured. like that. It was that. It was the blonde hair. There was a lot of things I wasn't. Do you have he was funny okay. or charming enough. Uh, like, look, I, I get that he came in was the hard ass and he's, he's changed the whole style, which I, I I've grown to love as well. Uh, look, maybe he should be higher than the rankings. I don't know, <laughs> but I don't know. I love, I love Connery more and I, I do like Pierce Brosnan, but um, yeah, I, I'm interested to hear your thought, your take though, Dom. Uh, definitely Connery first. Um, a big fan of Connery. I I'm in such two minds as to whether um, to divulge the following information, if it's not already prior knowledge to both of you or any listeners, because it does take away something. Did, but I'll go ahead. Did you know that Connery from, I think maybe from either directly after the, his first film, Dr. No, or otherwise even from the beginning was wearing a toupee? Every every film. Mm. Yep. Really? Everyone. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Huh. Cool. However, I, I also happen to know that there's a correlation between virility and... Um, and testosterone and baldness. That's, that's, mm. that's, that's genuine. Yeah, that's true. Um, which explains why I've got a Dude, head of hair. Um, but <laughs> Very yeah, good head of hair. So uh, to be honest, I would put second Craig, I think. Yeah. Um, I liked Craig. It's funny with the Bond films. It's definitely, I think, um, it's probably my second favourite franchise after the one we're going to talk about following this. But at the same time with the Bond films, I feel... I don't necessarily feel like any particular one of them is like a complete masterpiece, but in that same way, if it's like on television, for instance, I'll happily watch any single one of them sort of thing. Um, yeah. Like not to say they're completely interchangeable, but um, yeah. I, yeah. To answer your question, I think Connery definitely hands down and yeah, I think Craig after that, but at the same time, I, I'm very happy with um, Lazenby, Dalton, Moore and um Pierce Brosnan. Can, can I quickly um, say, I'm, uh, you mentioned I do a bit of acting, Sam, mm. and at the, I'm meant to be there right now, but in January, I'm doing, um, I'm doing a course, which um, basically, anyway, I've had this relationship with an acting teacher in Wollongong, and she basically is like a disciple of this particular acting teacher who um, taught, uh, Pierce Brosnan and Sean Connery and like his, his, um, his expertise is in like movement 
and he basically like um i guess taught uh sean connery to like move like a panther sort of thing so yeah anyway that's interesting yat malmgren is the name of him he's dead now yeah i was gonna say how old is that guy he's he's passed away now and also i believe he taught anthony hopkins to do um his yat malmgren's offsider was a guy called um christopher fettis and suppose um yat malmgren was a uh he was a business partner with um christopher fettis but he taught anthony hopkins and anthony hopkins based hannibal lecter on this Mm. christopher fettis guy yeah great insights there yeah love it awesome uh i feel what do you think yeah yeah well I'm not as big a Bond nerds as you guys. I know you are, Cooks, and you're a massive Bond nerd. You love it, down to body hair. But Dom, <laughs> you, I, I didn't know you were such a big Bond guy. I was when I was ten years old. I was a member of the James Bond fan club, which meant I sent off however much money, probably like a hundred dollars, which was a lot of money for a ten-year-old. Wow. And in return, I got like discounts on like tuxedos and car hire, which was absolutely useless. But I got a little membership card. That's so good. Yeah, I did none cool. of that. I did none of this. Um, look, I, similar to what you said, Dom, I do watch them if they come on TV, but I'm out of all these guys, I'm going to say some things that are probably just going to be like absolute blasphemy, but probably one of my favorite bonds is Pierce Brosnan because yes. I grew up with him. For sure. I loved GoldenEye is probably my favorite bond film and my favorite video game all in yeah. one. Yeah. So that, yeah, I, look, I completely understand what Sean Connery did for the role. He kind of made it the franchise it is today and you know it's still kicking on all these years later which is absolutely tremendous so i mean you probably you got to put him up there but pierce would be up there for me um then probably daniel craig and um i think daniel craig i mean you look at how long he's been in that role for too it's a really long Mm. time it feels Mm. like he's been around forever that's Mm. bond um, Seriously, I feel feel like sorry go on sam oh no no i was just going to say so my order is probably pierce brosnan um, Connery, Craig, and then whatever else for the rest. That's why I'm <laughs> going to give you a top three. Nice. One of the best performances as Bond was possibly um, uh, Pierce Brosnan in GoldenEye. Like, yeah, yeah. so fresh. In that. Yeah, yeah. And the storylines after that, I think he had some some rough ones where it was yeah. just like you know tomorrow. Uh, never di- uh, I forget the name. Yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow never, never dies. Yeah, it was. Yeah. was just uh, the guy who's trying to do the media uh, sort of thing. And then yeah, the one right. after that where they had invisible cars, like he had some rough scripts. But that, that <laughs> yeah, first one it. with Goldeneye was amazing. And the interesting part as well, that director who did Goldeneye, I forget his name, but he actually did Casino Royale, mm, which was Martin Campbell. Like, yeah, yeah, that's one. Yeah, he, he was amazing. Is there any worth in speculating about who will follow Craig? I posted actually on the on the uh, site uh, that the favourites um, on on the betting, uh, even though huh? it's a betting podcast, but yeah, it's it's interesting. And and at the moment, the favourite, not by heaps, but it's Tom Hardy, which is an interesting one. So, okay. Um, okay. Yeah. He'd be good. Yeah, he would bring that hardness still. I think. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Who do you any anyone you think that would be good for the role, Tom? I don't know. I, I do. I do. I don't envy in, um, those who have to make decisions, Barbara Broccoli and Michael Wilson. But yeah, I know going back a couple of years, there was a lot of talk about Idris, and I felt like the yeah. drumbeat for Is- Idris like was. I felt like they were kind of damned if they did, damned if they didn't. And mm. I know those two, like um, those two producing partners, like they don't necessarily they don't they don't listen to the public to make those decisions. Like they're very particular, but. 
Yeah. It's curious to hear to Hardy. That makes a lot of sense, I guess. Yeah. yeah. He's still in the top 10, but I think he's he sort of dropped out, I think, because of his his age originally. I mean, he was sort of in the running when he won Craig, I think, was early on. But I think he's sort of kind of like the Clive Owen sort of thing. But I think because mm-hmm. they missed out on that opportunity, they've sort of dropped back a little bit in the, yeah, potential. So mm. Just quickly, who else was in, in the batting ranks? Who was after Hardy? Uh, very good question. I'll double check that. I know they had they had some interesting ones. Like I think um, it was uh, like um, Chris Hemsworth, believe it or not. Okay. Um, hmm. So that's okay. So the top three were uh, Renee Jean Page, James Norton, uh, Lashana Lynch, who I think was uh, the the female 007 in in sure, the new one. Yeah. Um, Luke Evans, Chris Hemsworth, Henry Henry. Cavill and uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. then Idris Elba. So that okay. was on at least Sports Pet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they know what's going on. I don't know. <laughs> that's that's the current odds. So yeah, interesting one. Interesting right. fact, Bond was actually originally created for Kerry Grant, uh, but they couldn't get him. And that was who Ian Fleming had in mind when he wrote James Bond. So then they went to Sean Connery when they couldn't get him. So yeah, interesting mm. All right. Well, let's keep this thing moving. Yep. I'm going to play some music here. I don't know if that's coming through at all. Probably not. Not, not great. Getting anything? <laughs> no. Sporadically. We'll edit it in later. Right. We'll, we'll edit some music in there. Don't worry. We can do it in, do it in post. There's a huge uh, budget to this podcast. So the next part is a nostalgia movie of the month, which is Batman Returns. Now, we thought Dom loved James Bond. I think this eclipses his love for Bond. Absolutely. I mean, where do we even start with this? I mean, well, maybe not to throw you under the bus, Dom, but what does this movie mean to you? I mean, you grew up on it. There's so many mm. actors in it that resonated with you. I mean, what just take us through your feel for it and why you love it so much, maybe. It's hard to put one's finger on, like, why Why, why does Batman, like, taps into, into people? And I, I think, okay, for instance, like, with Batman Returns, for me, um, and I think I imagine the same is for both of you maybe not you cooker because I, I i pick you as a, as a dark knight um a dark knight um mm. trilogy person but for me like uh keaton and burton's batman i don't know like it's as a kid there's something very like kind of really gets into your into your psyche i feel like um yeah and i, I think it's funny even just you playing that that's um the opening music from from i think both the films um begins with that opening theme it's I mean, it's so much of that film kind of um, relies on Danny Elfman's um, soundtrack, which is I, I was interesting to rewatch a little bit of it last night. Batman Returns. Um, actually, have I just spoke? We, we, did you already announce what it was, Sam? Yes. Huh? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Okay. Yep. Sorry. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, that <laughs> that um, yeah that Elfman's score was quite expanded from the the first film, which I hadn't realised until a bit of a rewatch. But yeah, I think it's really just something about kind of like the kind of the gothicness of, mm. of Batman. That's something about the darkness. Um, uh, yeah, that, that is appealing. And I, I guess is this is the reason that it appeals to everybody else. And I suppose also like Gotham City, um, yeah, it's kind of like this kind of like more fictional, grander uh, sense of New York, which is a very popular city for a lot of people. So yeah, what about, what about you guys? Yeah, I mean, probably similar, man. I think everything what you just said it was darker like batman you know used to be a guy running around with tights with his undies on the outside of them and Mm. here it it got a lot darker 
as you alluded to, I mean, the soundtrack, Danny Elfman's soundtrack is so good in that. And that's something that's just, it's seamless throughout it. But I thought, especially watching it as a younger person, those characters, the villains in this are so good. I mean, Danny DeVito is a penguin. I mean, he's just disgusting. He's always got that black oozing out of his mouth and he's eating raw fish and he, you know, bites a dude's nose. And and then Catwoman, like, it just, it just had this, it had it all. And it was just so well-weighted. Um, and yeah, and Keaton was, you know, arguably probably the best Batman. I know we'll, I'm sure we'll go nuts with the trivia momentarily, but um, Keaton cut half his lines, his own lines, because he just wanted the costume to speak for itself. That's that's really something. Yeah, it's insane. What about you, Paul Cookson? Yeah, I, I love it. You're right, Dom. You teach me. I'm, I'm Dark Knight. <laughs> <laughs> but look, there's no doubt those those two original ones. I mean that changed the landscape for for comic book films in a dark way and and as you know we're talking about the the um uh we're going to talk about obviously some of the trivia as well but you know they obviously off the back of this they actually thought it was too creepy and they changed it afterwards and um uh to, to the, obviously the lighter side but oh my gosh the the original two yeah these two were just i mean so so creepy and like you mm-hmm. said i mean the villains i mean keaton's amazing in it um by itself and apparently uh, he had a lot of competition to, to get that role and and uh um tim burton obviously fought pretty hard to get him and and paid him a fair bit of money which the, the business like apparently they they questioned but geez he was he was awesome in it his suit looked pretty restrictive uh in some of the battle scenes re-watching it last night as well <laughs> Dolmark, <laughs> I thought, I thought that was kind of yeah exactly but um yeah but the villains i mean just just amazing by the performances by those two as well um yeah it's uh yeah it's wonderful. And it has that Tim Burton feel that we have mm-hmm. seen in so many of his feel, films where he has that, um, you know, you see the houses all like perfectly looking all mm-hmm. like the flat streets and that sort of stuff, but still having that darkness of Gotham mm-hmm. um, or all the kind of kind of lighter moments, but still very dark that he, he kind of always constantly has in his themes. Yeah. Brilliant. Great, Even the great. supporting actors. I just thought about Walken. I mean, how good is he in it? I feel like Max, yeah. the character of Max Shrek is watching it now. I've obviously seen it quite a few times. It was actually like a bit of a highlight sort of thing. Like yeah. his, his, and that, Some very that, interesting that, trivia on that one, actually. That, that role was actually supposed to be Harvey Dent, of course, who was Two-Face. Mm. Uh, they, re, they reworked the character and just gave the lines to, to him. And apparently Tim Burton was reluctant to even cast uh, Walken in it because he thought he was wow. too creepy. <laughs> yeah, then obviously he went on to do Sleepy so, Hollow. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that sociopathic, like, businessman. He's just, he plays it so well. Yeah. And Michelle Pfeiffer too, man. Like, her, you know, playing two characters and that transformation and how she comes out and even just when she goes, you know, has a meltdown in her apartment and you know, it says hello sequence. there and she hits the two letters and it says hell here. And mm. I don't know, there's just so many cool little parts in that, that transformation that was so impressive. It's funny in that we all would have seen that film as kids. I, I actually, I specifically remember the day that it came out on VHS. It was Melbourne Cup Day in 1992 and Sub-01 sub in, <laughs> in, in, in rainy condition, who was a grey horse, yeah, that one in conditions it was raining a lot, which I believe in um in racing parlance means it was dead. The track was yeah. dead. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but that is it's a quite an adult film. Like oh, in, in a sense, okay, obviously, like the penguins trying to kill the firstborn of all the um of all the kids in Gotham, but at the same time, like the like some of the sexual innuendo yes. is yeah. quite full, yeah. and and just the fact that um Walken's cat uh, Max Shrek pushes Catwoman. I don't know. Sorry. Oh, yeah. During the spoiler territory here, but um, yeah. that's full on. 
Yeah. I think we can do spoilers. If they haven't watched it yeah. within if you haven't uh, watched 40 it since years. <laughs> <laughs> Dom, you know that I met Sub-Zero? Really? Yeah. Wow. You've Sub-Zero met was at Sub-Zero. a country race meet that I went to like years ago. And I'm like, Sub-Zero is still kicking around. That was like a good few years ago. Wow. Did you meet Scorpion as well? Sorry, bad Mortal Kombat reference. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Sorry. That's pretty good. <laughs> On that great note, Paul Cookson, yep. I've prepared a little... Batman Ooh. Returns quiz Excited for Dominic, for our yes. guest. A lot of these are true or false, with the last question not being that. It's a multiple choice. True or false? Michael Keaton wouldn't go on set until he had eaten a minimum nine cashew nuts. True or false? False. That is false. Correct. You're yeah. off to a rocketing start, Dominic Billings. All right. Producers originally wanted David Bowie to play Max Shrek. Yeah, true. Yes. And he was also in the running for the Joker. Ah, there you go. You'll, you, I reckon you'll nail this. Twin Peaks. Michael Keaton has never watched the movie and only took it for the payday to make a lucrative real estate deal. I reckon that's true. Knowing Keaton. That is true. It is, yeah. <laughs> true. He's, he's a pretty, like, he's, he's a funny guy, like, obviously um, humorous, but he's also, like, quite, like, an unusual sort of dude. Like, I yeah. Reckon. That makes you could pay 10 mil for that too, by the way, which is mm. a lot of money back then. I offered him 15 now, to come back for a third. Um, wow. Marlon Wayans was meant to play Robin, but was written out at the last minute. Uh, I know that's, I know who he was meant to be, he was contracted for the third one. So I guess I'll say true. That is true. They had even made a Robin suit for him. It got that close. And then they wrote him out at the very last minute. Wow. Have either of you, um, uh, gotten copies of the um, the Batman 1989 comic that's come out recently? No. It's only would have come out probably two issues in the past two months. Um, it's basically like an extension of the um, of the Burton um, the Burton films, and mm. it includes uh, Billy D. Williams's Two Face slash Harvey Dent, and also uh, also Marlon Wayans. Well. Uh, there's a Robin in it. It doesn't yep. really have the likeness of Robin Wayans, although the likeness of Puppy Dent is Billy D. Williams. But yeah, it's kind of like what I suppose what, what it might Batman have. 3 would have been. Yeah, right. Okay, back to the quiz, Dom. Thank you for that. Probably <laughs> <laughs> unusual for somebody to introduce yeah. trivia in the midst of a quiz. <laughs> I'm just stuffing this trivia down your throat, whether you like it or not. Okay. On the set, Danny DeVito, who played Penguin, insisted that his trailer be transformed into an aquarium and that he only eat sardines to preserve his character. True or false? False. That is false. That's ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Out of the following actors, who was denied an on-set visit to the set during oh, filming? I you know this? I've got quite a bit to expand on this. Sean Young. <laughs> No. Sean, oh, no, sorry. Uh, hang on, Kevin. Costner. I haven't given the option yet. Oh, sorry, this is multiple. <laughs> Continue, sorry. Joe Pesci. Yep. Kevin Costner. Yep. Renee Russo. Oh. Or Alicia Silverstone. It was Kevin Costner. I only, I only found that out in in researching this film leading up to this podcast. Is it? Is there anything following about Sean Young before we go into no. another question? No. Oh. Shall I, shall I get into that yeah, now? Please, or? talk about Sean Young. You know Sean Young? Do we know Sean Young? Sean Young played Rachel in Blade Runner and um, also uh, Einhorn, Lieutenant That's Einhorn right. in Ace yes. Ventura, Pet Detective. She was originally cast as Vicky Vale in the first Batman in a horse riding scene. And while she was horse, um, 
learning to horse ride or rehearsing horse riding before shooting, she fell off and broke her leg and had to be recast by Kim Basinger. But, um, and obviously, you know, that kind of, that was quite a big role for Kim Basinger. In, in Batman Returns, while that was shooting, I don't know whether this was in pre-production or during production, Sean Young arrived on set in leather with um, a bullwhip, like demanding to be admitted to set to, I suppose, like try and stake her claim as Batman, uh, pardon me, as Catwoman. Yeah. Further to that, though, something I only found out very recently, Robert Wall, who played um, the reporter Knox in the first Batman. Yeah. Um, is, do you know about this? Is, I know who, is, I know, is this I coming? Know, it just came to okay. my mind. The, sure, the yeah. Um, very kind of like neurotic reporter in the yeah. first film. He claimed that he, he told the Hollywood Reporter a couple of years ago that uh, Keaton, uh, when when the role of Vicky Bell was up and Kim Basinger hadn't been cast, that Keaton vetoed um, Michelle Pfeiffer, who was being considered because they'd recently dated. Huh. And Keaton was trying to get back with his wife. So Keaton and the executive producer had an argument to not cast Michelle Pfeiffer as Vicky Bell, even though she was cast as Catwoman. I thought yes. that was crazy. That is. Yeah. Wow. Man, you, you've got more of the facts on research. This isn't in my head. I, this, I, this is in preparation for... You, you won the wonder, quiz, by the way, Dominic. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how his wife felt when uh, Michelle Pfeiffer licks his face across. Yeah. The- <laughs> Gosh. It, it's an incredible movie. Uh, and, yeah. and Dom, I know out of the... Look, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I'm just going to ask you the question. Is this your favourite Batman film of all time? Uh, I feel like the first Batman is the 1989 one. Is, yep. But, um, Nicholson. Yeah, again, kind of a bit like the Bond thing. I, The two, uh, Burton, Keaton, Batmans are kind of interchangeable for me. Yep. Paul Cookson, I want to hear about what you have to say about this because I know you are the more than you school. You like the Nolan Batmans and for good reason. They're unbelievable too. But where does this rank with your Batmans? Yeah, I mean, outside of, I mean, yeah, I'm a big fan of the the Nolan trilogy, but I mean, these two, it's pretty much those five, right? Like there's everything else that I think has come out since kind of, including all the, you know, Justice Leaks and Batman vs Superman. I mean, I, you know, I, I do think Ben Affleck's actually not too bad as, mm. as, uh, as um, especially the Bruce Wayne side. Um, but I think, um, yeah, it, it's definitely up there, and I mean that's why they're bringing him back for Flash. You know, he's mm-hmm. back as as uh, Batman for that one as well. So, to be interesting to see how that goes. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I, I I definitely rate it very highly. And it was good to I hadn't seen it for a while, so it was actually good to dust off and watch it last night. And, yeah, and to see it. And it's actually you know we talk about Danny Elfman, but it's interesting because after this they actually had a clash, uh, Tim Burton and him, and mm-hmm. they worked I think on Nightmare Before Christmas, but that was mm-hmm. pretty much it. Um, I, I, although uh, you may have been replaced in that because but they had a, a big falling out i think after this so wow yeah. are we excited to see keaton as batman and slash bruce wayne again in the flash i suspect the role would be quite minimal but i'd like to be <laughs> mistaken but uh um yeah i think for a bit of nostalgia it would be kind of cool i don't know Hopefully they they really on the on the suit put a lot of muscles on uh, <laughs> built in muscles. He's an old boy now, him. you know. You, you have to do that. He's it's interesting. Like his casting, like back then. I mean, obviously he was like a comic character off the back of um, uh, Beetlejuice and so forth, but also not like a big guy necessarily. No. Like his height, no. I don't know exactly what, but you know, yeah. not imposing at all physically. No. And Pattinson, how are we feeling about him for for the the new Batman? 
Yeah, interesting choice. When I first heard that, I was like, ah, okay. I'm not sure where they're going with it, but, you know, I guess I'll check it out. But Good Time? Good Times? Good Time? What was that, sorry? Have you guys seen um, Good Times, the film? No. Worthwhile. Um, Have you guys seen Uncut Gems? Yes. Adam Sandler? It's the same directing brother duo. Um, But I feel like almost definitely he got cast off the back of good times to be honest with you and credit to him he's he's become a really credible actor i mean he's done actually some really good stuff recently so i don't know i mean some of the trailers he looks he looks very goth with you know his hairstyle and that sort of stuff it'll be interesting to see Hmm. yeah i don't know i mean the trailers look pretty exciting but uh almost that's they're trying to almost go for like a seven feel i think is what they've sort of said definitely um, yeah can can i one more. I'll stop with the trivia after this. Yeah. <laughs> obviously, this this new the Batman film um, going ahead is. Uh, I mean, it's directed by Matt Reeves now, who I haven't seen any of his films before. But um, obviously, Ben Affleck was supposed to both star and write and direct this film, but dropped out seemingly. And supposedly, his take on the um, the script, which was unproduced or unfinished was meant to be um, kind of to draw heavily from the game. And I wonder, which I think is such a cool film, and I wonder to what degree whether the kind of the idea of that was kind of like brought over to, um, yeah, to, in terms of like, yeah, there the are seven illusions. Yeah. Which is very cool, very cool it is. to draw that in. Yeah, I, I can't wait for that. For that, um, I mean, seven is such an incredible film. So, mm-hmm. yeah, if it's got that influence, mm-hmm. it's going to be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. This has been great. Dominic Billings, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. No dramas. Yeah. And if anyone fun. is interested in Dominic's films, which I highly recommend, <laughs> dombillings.com. You can go there and you can find out more. Thanks, Sam. Absolutely. No uh, again, yeah, that, that probably wraps us up for the episode. But again, um, if you do have a, a listener question you'd like to send in, um, any thoughts? Uh, yeah, um, we're also going to be releasing some more, as we said, uh, should I watch this episodes over the, the coming month as well. But thanks for listening. And again, thank you very much, Dom, for joining us. It's been fun. Thank you. Yeah.